What should a fourth grade STEM curriculum look like? In today's episode, I will be sharing with you an overview of what your fourth grade year can look like, a breakdown of a sample lesson for the week, and in my opinion, the top three things a fourth grader should learn after being in STEM for a whole year. This is part five of a six-part series where I am breaking down each grade level K through five with this overall view. Whether you are a STEM teacher, a classroom teacher who's hoping to implement STEM, or a specialist, you are going to find a ton of useful information in this episode. So let's jump in. Welcome to the Elementary STEM Coach Podcast, a show that'll help you with lesson ideas, systems, and actionable tips to apply to your classroom. I am your host, Naomi Meredith, a former classroom teacher turned current STEM teacher and coach. With over a decade of experience teaching and a master's degree in STEM leadership, I am here to coach you throughout the year to help you gain back more time to create innovative experiences for your students. Grab your earbuds and let's get started. If you haven't had a chance to listen to the other episodes in this series, you can feel free to pause and listen to those first or listen to this episode now about fourth grade and then go back and listen to the ones about K through three. It's great to get the overall view of what a grade level can look like and how all of the units can connect throughout the year. That is one of the toughest things being in this type of role, a K through five STEM role or even pre-K through eighth grade, which I know there are a lot of you out there who teach those age ranges or beyond. And so it definitely is a lot to wrap your mind around when it comes to planning. And where do you even begin? I completely understand. When I walked into this role after being a classroom teacher for six years, I was given a brand new remodeled room with limited supplies and zero curriculum. But I don't want you to feel overwhelmed anymore. In fact, I am hosting a live training, a live training that you can join in and I am going to give you an overall view of how I actually plan my lessons throughout the year. This is going to be super helpful for you because if you're listening to this podcast as it airs, then you have an idea of what your year could look like, or maybe you are going into a STEM position and you're just wondering where to begin when it comes to planning. So join me live for this training. It will happen on May 9th, 2023, and it is completely free. So jump in on that. There will be a replay, so you can access that live training at NaomiMeredith.com slash May training, M-A-Y training, May training. You will have access to this after it becomes live, but you only will have access until May 31st, 2023. So definitely sign up, whether you're there live or there for the recording, you will get the video recording as well as a private podcast where you can listen to the training live. My goal is to help you to not be overwhelmed when it comes to teaching STEM. I understand what it feels like being overwhelmed, but I don't want you to feel that way. So come and join me on this training. It will be a great time. Fourth grade is an interesting grade for me, and I do feel like it is a close runner up when it comes to what grades I like to teach. I mentioned in the last episode that I taught third grade for four years, and I never formally taught fourth grade as a classroom teacher, but like I said, I really enjoy this age. 
When I was going to school to get my bachelor's in elementary education, they actually had a pre-internship where we were placed in a school for a semester and had to go once a week and interact with the kids and get to get our feet wet in this whole teaching thing. Fourth grade is actually, I feel like, one of those hidden grades that don't get talked about, but it's actually a really good one. So so let's go over what could a year in STEM when it comes to fourth grade look like. If you have been listening to the episodes in order, you are seeing the whole range of things and how I like to plan with a theme, so an actual topic, but also keeping a tool in mind. So I like to merge both of them and then really zone in on those standards. So it's a lot of different things going on, but it all works together. So I start off the year and welcome back kids back to school. By this point, I've had kids for a while when they are a fourth grader and we jump into a STEM survival camp. You can hear all about STEM survival camp in episode four of the podcast, but for fourth grade, their challenge is a little bit different. All of the grade levels except fourth grade go out into the wild and have to collect supplies for their challenge. For this one, I'm actually teaching them a life skill, a form of fabrication, and I teach them how to sew. Yes, S-E-W, sew. Everybody learns how to sew, and I actually don't have sewing machines. I teach them a life skill of actually hand stitching. Fun fact, I worked at Build-A-Bear in college, and I know a couple of stitches that can fix the animals, so I have really good experience teaching this lesson. So students design and actually create a prototype of a hiking backpack and how that could be useful if you are out in the wilderness. Next, we go into September and we talk all about digital citizenship, which is something that is being talked about in their classrooms anyway, but I give it a STEM twist. So in these digital citizenship lessons, we talk about being kind, and this really aligns with the Google's Be Internet Awesome curriculum, which is completely free if you haven't checked that out already, but there are lessons in there that I like to use as well when it talks about being kind. This, of course, can be a good lesson for adults as well, but students take these lessons and then they create a design for a sticker that will actually be cut on our classroom Cricut machine. So when you think about crickets, these are those machines that you can get at the craft store. They are fairly affordable, and I actually wrote a grant for these cricket machines, so it was super helpful. And a cheaper version than getting one of those laser cutters or more sophisticated cutters, which if you have those, awesome. What students do for this project is they design a sticker that will help teach others about being kind. And then I cut them out too, where they can keep one and share with a friend. For our next unit, it is our maker month unit where we are diving into our maker space full fledged and and it is also all about earth systems. In fourth grade, students take on the role as a engineer or and or an architect. It can be a lot of different things. And we're going to go more into this lesson when I talk about breaking down the week. But they use some data to design a city and, they, and then they are able to purchase the supplies in our makers. After that, we move into a sensational space unit where it's all about video and audio production. This is a really important skill 
skill for students to have because the world of video and audio production is only growing and it's a really good skill to have in your back pocket. Like you, you're listening to this podcast or you're listening to the audio version, but you might not know I actually record the video simultaneously so it can eventually be posted on my YouTube, which is super helpful as well because there's lots of different types of learners and different ways for me to share that information. So for this unit, students are learning all about space junk. So not only are we polluting our earth, but we are actually polluting the atmosphere around it with space junk. And so students will do some research on that and then they produce a short video that is not filmed with their face, but with a voiceover and visuals to help teach others about it and what they would recommend recommend their solutions could be, whether or not they're feasible, they think of some solutions that could possibly happen. Then we end off the first semester in December with Hour of Code and exploring different coding languages. I really like to focus in on block coding, specifically Scratch, for my fourth graders. And if we have some time, we'll get a little bit into typing, um, but mainly we're really focusing on that block coding where students are really able to figure out those different types of codes within that program within Scratch. And also they have those reading capabilities to be able to use Scratch. So we really zone in on that during that hour of code time. Then we jump into the new year with some robotics and a lesson that has really worked well is that students learn about lines and angles and then they design a symmetrical snowflake that can be coded with their robot. And so with their robot, they're able to repeat and add very precise movements depending on the robot that they use. You can go back and listen all about my robotics unit for winter time in a past episode, but this is a really great lesson to really emphasize that vocabulary when it comes to lines and angles and how they're actually measured. After that, we jump into some 3D printing, and you might have heard me say this before. I start 3D printing fairly early in the year, this February, March mark, because I am printing for the rest of the year because everybody prints K-5 in my classroom. For fourth grade, they are designing a custom nightlight. So their design is hollow. And then on the side, they will actually build a circuit. So the circuit's not 3D printed, but they will design a custom nightlight where they can actually shine the light through their 3D printed prototype design. So this is a really cool design. It's more complicated than you think and really pushes their 3D design skills, especially if they've had me for a while. After that is usually state testing. And I like to get into those Lego builds and focus on how to work in groups effectively. Now, the kits that I have, you can really adjust based on what you have. I mentioned the Lego Spike Prime in the last episode, the third grade episode. The kits that I have are the Brick Motion Prime, Brick Q Motion Prime kits. And these kits are very interesting and I love them because there actually isn't any electronics involved. Everything moves with natural things. So you have an air pump, you have gravity, things going down the hill, things getting pushed and kicked. So it's all about different sports that you might not think about and how there's different types of movements. 
and students will test their designs with like a little mini experiment or iteration and really seeing how things work and change. This one's a really good one. I really especially like the different tests that are included. You can check them out on the Lego Education website. You can actually access all the lessons for free so you can kind of get an understanding of what lessons you could be teaching. But this is a really, really good kit and the builds take a while because they are more complicated. So I really am impressed with this kit. It is a bit cheaper since there isn't that electronic component, but I highly recommend. If we have time, we will get into some stop motion animation. This is also a great after school opportunity, but students take on the role as a tsunami warning specialist and they learn about different tsunamis that have happened throughout history. And then through their animation, they teach others about that tsunami and what has happened, what causes tsunamis, and then what are some possible solutions to prevent it. Then we end off the year with our STEM amusement park, another makerspace unit that is all about force and motion and fourth graders design cars that can be raced and have different challenges with that. So that is definitely a fun one. And then they get a basis of how they can actually build a car from makerspace supplies that will actually move. Now that you have an understanding of what my overall year looks like for fourth grade, what does that actually look like when it comes to a week. Now I do see my students five days in a row for 45 minutes for each grade level, but I know a lot of you actually have this schedule where you see the whole school in one week and then 45 minutes at a time. So you could do these projects as well. You would just break up your time a little bit different. So when it comes to a project, I do spend time on one project throughout the week and we have plenty of time, but we can't even really do any extra stuff. I will say for the third, fourth, and fifth, we get what we get done, um, but there's not really time for choice or anything like that because the projects are more involved. So I talked about the project that we do kind of beginning of the year-ish, and it's our maker month, and we're learning about earth systems, and students are taking on the role as earth's engineers, where they are given a set of data from fake geographical information systems data, or GIS data, to design the city and what it will look like. So once, this one's a little bit different how they do their planning and research, but students will learn more about GIS data and how it's used in real life, then when they have their data, they will color their grid so they know what their city will look like, and then they will plan what their design, what their city will look like. There's also some other data where they actually can build the landforms if we have time for that. And then they will spend majority of their time actually building their city using their makerspace supplies. You can hear exactly how I manage my makerspace back in episode six because it isn't really a free-for-all, but there's a ton of activity and a ton of choice. So there is a whole system to this madness. So what we'll do is with any of my projects when it comes to fourth grade, our day one will be our ask and doing some imagining, so getting ideas. Our day two will be our planning and kind of setting up the stage for our supplies. And then three of four and part of five is our building and creating, even sometimes a little bit on day two, like I said. And then day five is finishing up and sharing. So a big thing with these projects, even though they are really involved, is that I do keep them smaller. And I've mentioned this before, the smaller the project, like the actual size of things, 
the easier it is for kids to get done. And it's also a lot easier for you to store things. So it doesn't mean the project is more simple. You can do a lot with these older kids, but if you make them smaller, they can actually get them done. So I know time is really hard, but that is a trick that I definitely recommend and I learned the hard way. So when it comes to the top skills that a fourth grader should know after being in STEM with me for a year, what should they learn? What are those soft skills they should really be focusing on? So in no particular order, here is what I think based on my experiences with them. What I would want a fourth grader to walk away with first is being able to give a detailed explanation of how their design actually works. Now, this really goes into that metacognition. So we really wanted our third graders to be more detailed with their plans, but now I really want my fourth graders and then beyond really think about how it works and how everything is connected together. So you don't have all of these isolated parts. How is one part actually going to affect the whole design? How is everything going to play together? And what decisions are you going to need to make? How How is changing one thing going to change a lot of things? So really being thoughtful about all of those different connections. Along with that, I would want a fourth grader to be reiterate or fix and try and fix and try many, many times. So instead of building, say, woohoo, I'm done. I did my project. Then really reiterating many times. And sometimes it might not ever work. And that's hard for older kids, especially because they're investing so much time and their projects might not ever get done. Also, as a teacher, that's hard too. Now, we know we have those students who just, they're not really working on things. Like, we know it's not going to get done. But I'm really talking about the kids who are working really hard. They're fixing it. They're trying it again. Fix and try again. And it still isn't going to work. Maybe they just have to start all over again. That's hard for kids to understand, but that's okay and part of the learning process. So I want those experiences to happen and it's totally okay for it to happen. And finally, as a fourth grader, I really want them to understand how to comment thoughtfully on each other's designs, whether it's digitally or in person, and really analyzing what is happening, noticing what's well instead of saying, oh, that's cool, good job. Yes, still say those things, but why is their design working? Not copying, we're getting ideas from each other. This is the whole point of being here, but really understanding the why behind those things and being able to explain it and see that in each other's work. So you're really seeing this progression of learning and those higher level thinking, it's not to say younger kids don't have higher levels of thinking, but really being cognizant of that. Recap, here is what we talked about when it comes to your fourth grade STEM curriculum. First, we talked about the overview of the year and what that could look like. Next, I broke down the structure of your week and what a sample week of your lesson could be. Then I gave you, in my opinion, my top three things that I would want a fourth grader to walk away with knowing those soft skills after being in STEM with me for the year. Of course, I am always here to support you in any way possible, especially with this podcast, but there are other things. So 
So if you want me to help you even further with your STEM planning, join me on my free live training. You still have time to sign up if you're listening to this on Monday, but you can sign that up. It's on May 9th and you can grab that at naomimeredith.com slash May training, all one word, no spaces. And then all these lessons that I talked about are actually done for you. So if you are crunch for time or need some help with planning, you can grab my whole year-long plan at naomimeredith.com slash year-long plan where you can see my whole entire year laid out. And then when you click on the lessons, you can actually grab every single lesson in there that's already done for you. So there's printables and digitals and the breakdown of exactly how to teach the lesson. So you don't have to spend hours and hours of planning. It is done for you. So you can grab that for the whole K-5 year. And then again, also, if you're ready to get their lessons, go to my TPT shop where you could get the K through five STEM bundle. It's also broken up into three through five, or if you want to break it down even further into fourth grade, depending on your needs, that's there for you as well. So a lot of different supports for you. It will all be linked in the show notes. Also feel free to DM me on Instagram at Naomi Meredith underscore. I'm happy to send you the links as well. Are you like, wait, what was that thing you were talking about? But I am here for you and here to root you on in your journey and give you all the support you need so that you don't feel alone and that you can be successful in your STEM space. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the Elementary STEM Coach Podcast. I would love to connect with you over on Instagram at Naomi Meredith underscore or send me an email to elementarystemcoachpodcast at gmail.com. Also, make sure to check out my website, naomimeredith.com to see all the show notes from today's episode and shop my K-5 STEM resources. Any questions you have, needs for resources, or ideas for episodes, get in touch. I'll talk to you soon.